0: Seeds grow naturally in soil, and that's how I think we should grow microgreens, on soil. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each microgreens podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Mega Green's podcast, episode number 30. If you are listening to the podcast on the day it's published, it is election day, so please get out there and vote if you're in the United States. That was my PSA for the day. Now let's get on to the podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about soil, growing microgreens in soil. If you've read any of my articles or all of my articles, you'll realize that I think microgreens should be grown on soil. I think they grow best on soil. I think they grow best on good soils. Usually, I'm the one that wants to get technical, but today I'm not. So I'm not even going to get into the difference between what a soil and what a potting mix is. Generally, what I use to grow microgreens is a potting mix I just call it soil because it's shorter and easier to say than potting mix. But I will say, whatever you do, don't call it dirt. It's not dirt. Dirt is what you sweep up off the floor. We don't plant in dirt. No dirt. Potting mix or soil, please. Now that we know not to call it dirt and we can call it soil or potting mix, let's get on to why I like to grow in soil. The main reason is that all seeds can grow on soil. Some seeds will not grow on grow mats whatsoever. So, by just using soil, that takes one very well out of it. I don't have to worry about if the seed will grow on the grow mat or not. Another reason I like soil over grow mats is that I can control the watering better. I always find that microgreens growing on a grow mat always smell sort of mildewy or moldy. It's just harder to control the water and the moisture and the humidity when you're growing with a grow mat. Another reason I prefer soil is that after I'm finished growing the microgreens, I have another use for the soil. I compost it and I use it in the garden. Although you can reuse soils to grow microgreens, I don't because I think that just increases the probability of disease. Of course, that's easier for me to say because I do have a large source of soil or potty mix and it is much cheaper to me than it would be to any of you. I do understand that cost could be a factor for some of you. As much as I like soil, I know there can be problems with soil. Soil is heavy. It's very expensive for me to ship. So that means it's expensive for you to buy. Another problem is there's a lot of bad soils out there. So it's hard to choose which one to use. I have done quite a few experiments on what soils are good, what soils are bad, although I haven't even touched all the different varieties. And what soil you use does make a difference. So far, here are my favorites. Obviously, the home Micah Green's potty mix is my favorite. It's a mix I make up myself. I get a, I buy a base mix from a local provider that uses coco coir, um, peat moss, and a bunch of other things, and then I add other amendments to it. However, it is not inexpensive, like all good potty mixes. Plus, the fact that we have to ship it and shipping is expensive. Well, what soils do I like off the shelf? Well, I like Cocoa Local, which this is made by Fox Farms. It does have quite a bit of wood chips in it, um, but it still seems to grow microgreens really, really well. The next is a Spoma potty mix. That is a Spoma, E-S-P-O-M-A. And make sure you get the potty mix, not the seed starting mix. That is a pretty good soil, and it is very comparable to the home microgreen soil. If you'd like to see any of the trials that I've done, and I've compared all these along with grow mats, Just go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash directory, D-I-R-E-C-T-O-R-Y. That'll give you a whole list of all the articles on Home Microgreens. You'll see a table of contents there. Just click on the soil and grow mat and it will take you right down to the 20 or 25 different articles I have uh, testing soils, grow mats, and how to use each of those. Again, that is homemicrogreens.com forward slash directory. If you're driving, don't worry, just go back later. I'll put all these links right in the show notes. There still are a ton of soils I like to try, um, you know, especially the most popular ones like the miracle Grow soils. Hopefully, I'll get to those this winter. Let me give you a little tip on how to find a good soil. Go to Mr. Google and type in hydroponic stores and then your city's name or your biggest city's name that's near you. This will bring up all the stores nearby that could have halfway decent soils. Next, just visit them and then look for uh, fox farms like Coco Loco, or ask them what they think is a good soil. Now, here's what I think makes up a good soil: one, very little peat moss. Peat moss is a pain to wet; it's just going to waste your time and it's going to frustrate you. Make sure the majority of the soil is made up of coco core. That's coconut core, C O. I-R. Peat moss is just too hard to wet if it gets dry, and if it gets in your tray and it gets dry, it's hard for it to re-wet so that it helps the plants. I know I always say that word wrong, so let's hear how it's pronounced. Coir. Coir. If you don't mind, I'm just going to call it Coconut core, And since it's my show, that's what I'm going to call it, Coconut core. I just saw a funny YouTube video on how to pronounce it, and it says if you can't pronounce it, just call it Coconut Fiber. So that's what I'm going to do. However, microgreens don't grow super well in pure coconut fiber. That's why most of the good potting mixes have some sort of amendments added to the coconut core. I have noticed that I am really the only store that does sell a potting mix if you're talking about the major seed companies. And that is because shipping's too high. It costs them too much to ship ready to use soil. They instead have something they call minute soil or this other fancy name for it. It's either a peat moss or a coconut core puck and you just add water to it and it hydrates and expands. It's just coconut core or peat moss. Nothing special, nothing to help your microgreens grow. Now, if you don't think there's a difference between a good potty mix and pure coconut core, you are mistaken. There's a lot of difference and I've run the trials and here's the thing. People show these pictures of beautiful microgreens growing grown in their soil or on their hemp mats or on their coconut fiber mats or whatever they're selling or using. They Look at these microgreens. These are beautiful. But all you see are microgreens grown from that one product. There's no comparison. There's not a tray of microgreens grown in whatever they like, whether it's a grow mat or a coconut core. It's just their product. And of course, it's going to look good. There's nothing to compare it to. But if you look at my website, I've grown them side by side in the same conditions. So you're going to see a difference if there is a difference between the two products. And all the trials I've run, the whole Microgreens Potty Mix grows the best of any of them. Then Coco Loco and then the Espoma Potty Mix. And then probably Coconut Core with a uh, fertilizer added, which is Ocean Solution. Interestingly, when I added Ocean Solution to the water with the home microgreens potty mix, there was no difference. The home microgreens potty mix had enough nutrients that the microgreens grew as fast as they could grow. That's how I know my mix is good. So again, I want to do some more trials with other potty mixes and the ocean solution because it seems to work really well. I also want to do some more experiments with just using pure coconut core because I think that is the great way to ship soil is a dehydrated puck where you can rehydrate it. We just need to find the best way to grow microgreens using that medium. Sometimes I wish there was three of me to get all this stuff done. This is what's different about my website is that I do these trials. I test things against each other so we can find out what product is the best. A lot of websites just repeat the same old dogma over and over again, and I really found this out when I was doing the uh, Fundamental Microgreens Growing Course, which I'll talk a little bit more in a minute about. I was looking up a whole bunch of nutrition data, so I was going through hundreds of websites, Microgreen websites, nutrition websites, uh, college websites, all different kinds of websites. But what I want to talk about are the other microgreen sites. It's just the same old dogma repeated over and over again. And to make things worse, I found three websites that were using my pictures without permission. So they're talking about how to grow microgreens, and they don't have any original photographs. So are they just too lazy to take the photographs? I think they're just too lazy to do the work. I think they're just copying off other people. So I emailed all three of those websites and told them that they need to take my photographs down. We try to give credit to the person that took the photograph. Which isn't true because some of the photographs were labeled Pinterest from Pinterest on their site, and I don't have those photographs on my Pinterest account, so they definitely took them right from the website. So if they wanted to, they could have put a link to my website, but they didn't. And that's not how the copyright works, anyways. You can't just take a photograph off a website and say, this photograph is from such and such. You actually need to ask permission of the person that took the photograph. Giving credit isn't enough. You actually either need a license or written permission. Anyway, the point is, there's just people putting stuff up on the Internet that is copied from real creators. This is more and more of a problem because I know there are people out there that are teaching you how to write blogs or how to create blogs by having ghost writers. You basically hire someone to write an article. You know nothing about the subject whatsoever, or even if you do know something about the subject, you still have someone else that doesn't know about the subject write an article. So how do they do it? They go to the top blogs on the internet, and they basically paraphrase whatever they said, and then they publish it on their blog. It's just not right. Google needs to do something about that. And now there's um, AI writers. So how does that work? If you want to write an article on how to grow Amrith, it basically... Puts that keywords into the computer, how to grow Amrith. The computer searches those top blog posts, finds the most common keywords or phrases, and then puts paragraphs together based on those terms. Is it original? I guess, right? It's not plagiarism. It's not the exact same words. However, it's not based on firsthand experience either. That's what I try to give you, firsthand experience, something new, something I've done, something I've shown. I can show you an actual result. Not only words on how I did it, but the photographs on how they look. So please keep that in mind when you're doing your searches for microgreens or anything else. Try to frequent websites that are actually creating good, original content. A long tangent, I know, but I think it is important. There are a lot of us content creators out there that are working hard to give you the best material. And there's other people trying to cheat the system. Keeping that in mind, if you want to see my original content, again, go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash directory and you'll see all of my articles there. There are a few guest posts, but I gave them credit for the things that they have written. If you'd like to see some of my new content, then just go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash update and you can sign up to get a free growing guide and then you'll be on the update list. And when new articles are published, I will send out an email. All right, back to soil. I do hear this complaint quite often that soil is messy and again I don't think so because I grow microgreens for people I grow microgreens for stores and I grow microgreens to test and I have all kinds of soil in my little house, and I don't make a mess whatsoever. There's just certain ways you can do things. And again, I have a whole article on that, on how to make mess, how not to make a mess with soil. And again, if you go to HomeMakerGreens.com forward slash directory, go to the table of contents and click on soil, you'll see that article there, how not to make a mess using soil. As a matter of fact, I make more messes when I use the, uh, oh, what is it I use? I can't even remember the hemp mat. Whenever I use the hemp mat, that those fibers get all over the place. Whenever I cut it, they're really the fibers are really light. They get on my glasses. It's, they just make a mess. They make more of a mess to me than soil does. And to show you the fact that I think soil doesn't make a mess, the whole fundamental microgreen growing course, I'm doing it right in my living room. So I show right then and there that you can plant with soil and not make a mess. For more information on a course I'm creating, go to Homemicrogreens.com forward slash F-M-G-C. That stands for the Fundamental Microgreen Growing Course. That'll take you to a page. Scroll down. You'll see the whole draft table of contents, all the modules and lessons that we're going to be in the the course. And then you can sign up for updates. And if you even sneak down a little bit further, you can join a private Facebook uh, group that I explain each lesson and module as it comes out. And a matter of fact, even today I published um, a little short video of the nutrition lesson. The majority of the lesson is actually going to be a presentation, but I just made a uh, video out of it to show you all the different slides that are in it. When the course is launched, you'll be able to go through that slide deck one at a time and absorb all the information in it. Again, if you want updates on the Fundamental Microgreen Growing Course, just go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash FMGC. You can join the uh, private Facebook group and you can also sign up to get updates of when the course material will be released. This isn't a little short video lesson course that's going to be like 20 or 30 minutes long. It is going to be very in-depth and contain all kinds of information on every step and process there is on how to grow microgreens in your home. All right, let's go over what we talked about today. Microgreens grow much better in soil than they do on anything else, whether that's hydroponically, whether it's grown on cheesecloth, whether it's grown on a screen mesh, whether it's grown on hemp mat. How do I know this? Because I've tested them all. Trust me, microgreens grow much better on a good potting mix than they do on anything. So what's a good potty mix? Well, I think a good potty mix contains, is made up mostly of coconut coir. Again, that's C-O-I-R. I think it needs some additives in it. I don't think that pure coconut coir or even pure peat moss grows microgreens very well. Obviously, I think the home microgreens potty mix is the best out there. But other solutions would be Fox Fire. I keep wanting to say Fox Fire because that's a golf course near here. But it's Fox Farms, Coco Loco or the Espoma Potty Mix are good choices. If you're growing quite a few microgreens and need a large quantity of soil, the best bet is to go onto Mr. Google and type in hydroponic stores near whatever city you're at and just go to those stores and try their different soils. Ask them what they think. Maybe they have some rip bags where you can take some samples home and, and grow two or three small trays of microgreens and see how well that soil does. If it grows microgreens well, then you can go back and buy a bigger bag and then their soil cost per tray is going to go down. That is really the best way to buy soils. Just look for those specialty stores, those hydroponic stores. They're going to have a good selection of soils or potty mixes that will help you grow better microgreens. If you're currently growing microgreens and not using soil, I think you should give it a try. I'm going to put a link down below to an article that shows you how not to make a mess when you're using soil and growing microgreens. The soil can be contained. It won't make a mess when you're filling the trays. And believe it or not, when you're harvesting your microgreens, that soil actually stays put into trays. It doesn't come out like you think it's going to. It's not going to be loose like sand and pour all over the place. You can basically tip that tray upside down and none of that soil is going to come out. What you're not going to get by growing with soil is that mildewy, moldy smell That you get when you grow microgreens on a hemp mat, on a screen, or on a plastic tray that's got holes in it over water. Your microgreens will smell like microgreens and not mildew. If you are growing microgreens on soil, let me know what soil you are using. I'd love to come up with a list of good soils that people can buy locally, like Home Depot or Lowe's or hydroponic stores, that's going to bring the cost per tray down. Sure, I'd love to sell a home microgreens potting mix, but it's relatively expensive because of all the shipping. In the end, I want people to grow microgreens at home. If cost is an issue, I'd rather have them buy the soil locally and continue to grow microgreens at home. If you'd like to support the content I make, then just buy the seeds for me. Just go to the home microgreens store and see the large selection of seeds that I have that are priced competitively. Again, that's the home microgreens store homemicrogreens.com forward slash store or just go to homemicrogreens.com and there'll be a green shop button in the header of the webpage. I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast and for letting me rant a little bit about people stealing my photographs off the webpage. The links for everything I talked about today will be down below in your podcast player or you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash 030 and you can see the links and actually listen to the podcast right there. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And again, if you're listening to this on November 8th, get out there and vote, please. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicagreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.